Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Welcome back to another episode of A Better Way podcast. Courtney and I had a light bulb moment last week and thought to ourselves, wait a second, let's interview each other because we're sure that you guys, our listeners, want to know a little bit more about our background and uh, what we're doing now than we've shared thus far. So today, I, Danielle, will be interviewing Courtney, uh, and I'm really excited for myself to hopefully learn something, and I know you guys will learn a lot from um, her experience and background. So welcome, Courtney. Thanks. I'm in the hot seat today. You know, I was excited about this, but now that you did this intro, I'm a little nervous because I know Danielle really well. And I also know that she can ask really blunt questions sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think I'm prepared, but I'm also interested at what you're going to throw my way. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to do this. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Uh, all right. So, Let's think here. So tell us, tell us your background. Like we, I think in the intro episode for this podcast, we talked a little bit about how we met in college and all of that, but like start after college, like what was your career like? And you know, the the high level overview. So it's interesting. I actually ended up getting the career of my dreams, but then I found out that the career of my dreams wasn't necessarily the career of my dreams. So I went to Endicott college, go power girls in beautiful Beverly, Massachusetts. And when I went, I had majored in business um, with a concentration in marketing. And I'd always said all along um, that I was going to work in advertising. I was gonna work in a big, tall building in Boston, have a corner office and wear a power suit to work every day. I actually remember being in Boston as a kid in the North End, walking around, telling my parents that I was gonna do that. Fast forward to senior year of college, I ended up getting an internship at Hill Holiday Advertising Agency, which is um, one of the best and um, most well-known agencies, not only in the in Boston, but really around the country, and um, worked on the Liberty Mutual account and really quickly grew through the ranks there, um, had a lot of early success, and I thought it was really fun and exciting. Um, but it was also exhausting. If anybody who's listening has worked in the advertising world, you know that you pay your dues and it's long days, long months, long years, lots of working. um, And it's very easy to get burnt out. So after a couple of years of doing that, I actually moved and started working at an in-house creative agency at Boston University. leading up their account management team um, 
it was actually a really big department of 100 people and kind of leading the premier projects for Boston University and their advertising and marketing and communications. Um, I did that because I wanted to get my MBA. So I got my MBA at night while working full time for them. Um, but then I got the itch to do more. And I was recruited back to Hill Holiday and worked on a number of accounts, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, US Trust, Bombardier, Planet Fitness. Um, and it was great. Um, again, grew through the ranks quickly and really had a lot of amazing mentors support me and help me grow. Um, but I really just worked myself into the ground. I actually remember a really pivotal moment. Um, my last year at Hill Holiday, I was put on the account. We had just won it and we were prepping for their New Year's Eve um, Times Square launch. It's huge. We had an, what seemed like an impossible deadline um, and all hands on deck. I didn't have a team. I was kind of running it myself with the SVP and the EVP. And I remember actually going away for a weekend with my girlfriends, Danielle, actually, I met her. I think you were working at HubSpot at the time. Is that Maybe. I think, I think so. I met you yeah. in Cambridge and we drove to our friend Tiffany's house. We're meeting Tiffany and Kristen. If you're, if you ladies are listening, shout out to both of you. Um, and I remember working the entire drive there. We got there. We had a few drinks, but I could not wait to wake up the next morning to do some more work. And then I worked the entire way home. And I remember Danielle and Tiffany and Kristen looking at me and being like, what, this has to stop. Like, what is wrong with you? And I didn't listen. I kept working myself into the ground until I actually had um, a little bit of a mental breakdown um, in December of that year and really had to step away and reevaluate what I was doing. So that was my dream career that ended up turning into my nightmare career because while I loved it so much, it was really hard to set boundaries and it was really hard to create a sustainable lifestyle while also giving all you've got in um, what the agency demanded of you. I wouldn't trade it for a second though. I learned so much. It made me who I am. Um, it made me really passionate about brand strategy and marketing and is what has created my skill set for today. But it it also um, taught me that I needed to think really long and hard about the type of lifestyle that I wanted that was sustainable um, and made me see what other options were out there. So um, to make a long story short, um, my husband and I decided to leave Boston. We moved to Connecticut. We moved in with my mom while we were house hunting and I didn't have a new job yet and found out five <laughs> days later that I was pregnant. Um, so mind you, I, I got my next job pretty quickly. I ended up working at Cigna at their in-house agency called Tailwind, also leading account management and strategy for a number of huge brands, Disney, NFL, Macy's, JP Morgan Chase, um, Aldi, American Cancer Society, uh, really, really fun projects. And I had the best team there. Um, but ultimately over the last four years, I've realized that one, um, the nine to five working for someone else didn't necessarily support my lifestyle, especially coming out of the pandemic. But two, it didn't necessarily give me the opportunity to grow and flex my strategic capabilities that um, in a way that I wanted to. So I had been playing around with the idea to, to make the leap. I think I've mentioned on previous episodes, I had tried becoming a yoga instructor and a run coach. And it wasn't until this year that the light bulb really went off that said, you know what, I actually like what I do. I just don't like the box within which I'm doing it. And so let me create my own, not box, but my own path. And so that's what I've done. And that's kind of what's led me to today. So you could say I've taken actually a pretty traditional approach and then I'm working in the same 
field I studied in, um, but it's been a zigzag and it's taken me a lot of failures, a lot of breakdowns, specifically, you know, mental and emotional roadblocks that I've had to overcome to get me to the point that I am today and kind of paving my own way. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being vulnerable about having, you know, that, that breakdown where you had to step back from work. And if you are comfortable, um, I'd love to, and I think other people would really benefit from hearing like a little bit more about what that looked like for you as much as you're comfortable, uh, just because mental health is, I think it's actually mental health awareness month. It is here. Yeah. Mental health is something that a lot of people aren't open about. And I think that makes people, especially moms feel like they're the only one who feels a a certain way. And um, I know you weren't a mom at the time, but would love to hear just a little bit more color around that. uh, Just so that people who are going through that right now feel like it's normal. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a great point. You know, I sometimes forget about that point in my life. And what I want to say to people too, is if you're going through a hard time and you feel like you need to take a step back, sometimes you don't want to, because you think it's a failure or you think it's a concession or you think it's going to totally derail you. And I have to say it's been about four and a half, almost five years since then. Actually, I think like about five and I don't remember it as much. And it was a blip in the radar, even though it was pivotal. So a little bit about what, what led to that. Um, and I want to share some of the details just because I think a lot of people can relate. I actually came back from a vacation, um, in September of what was it now? 2016 and had found out that we won a new account within the agency. And it was an account I was jazzed about and I was being primed for um, a new leadership opportunity. And so I raised my hand and said like, I'd love to be part of building this. And I was put on a new team with two new bosses, um, both of which were men, which funny enough, up until this point in my career, I never had a male boss. I'd always had women bosses, which is, pretty typical of, you know, account management and strategy in, in marketing and advertising. I have to say the two men that I worked under were amazing. Um, they were great at what they did, but they also were just very caring in a way that I had never come across. Um, very complimentary lifted me up. However, they were not the people to do the day-to-day and I was working on building a team and just didn't have that support. And so very quickly I realized, you know, I should have six or seven people working under me, but we haven't filled this team yet. And we have a deadline of being live in Times Square in less than three months. Um, We were gonna be taping some things ahead of time in LA in like a month and a half and I had no one to help me. So what started out as a really exciting opportunity very quickly led to 18, 19, 20 hour days. And by that, I mean, I was at the agency that entire time. Um, I would take a cab home in the middle of the night, maybe sleep for four hours, shower, brush my teeth and literally hop back on a bus to get to a tea for anybody not familiar with Boston, the T is the train to get into the city again. Um, and it, it spiraled out of control because I had the mindset and I'm sure everyone can relate. If I just make it through this week, it's going to get better. If I just do a little bit more, it's going to get better. And this was spurred by two thoughts. One, it was a great opportunity. 
But two, I also had major imposter syndrome. People were looking at me to lead this huge initiative and I was doing it by myself and I didn't necessarily believe that I could do it. So I thought that the harder I worked, the more I could ensure success, but really the harder I worked, the more everything fell apart and made everything more complicated. I'd get into work in the morning and I just could not make decisions. I was overthinking. Um, I was emotional um, and nothing wrong with being emotional, but I was um, unnecessarily emotional because I was so sleep deprived. I wasn't eating correctly. Um, it got to the point where I remember driving to a meeting with a client and the EVP was in the car with me and was on the phone with HR and was like, have we hired anyone yet? And they said, no, we're working on it. And he looked at me and then looked at HR and said, Courtney is literally sacrificing her body right now for this account. We need some help. So it wasn't that people were ignoring it, but the powers that being weren't necessarily hearing it. And I don't blame anyone. It, it was, you know, a perfect storm of a lot of things. So mm -hmm. after about two and a half months of this, um, I remember it was right before the big New Year's Eve launch. I remember having a breakdown with my husband and being like, I just don't know that I can do this. It was like, I needed to make it through two more weeks. And what was going to happen is we were supposed to be going to Vegas with my husband's family for Christmas. Um, but I was going to have to leave Vegas early and then go to New York City um, and work part of my time off, obviously, because we had this huge launch, which was exciting, but also terrifying. And I had a breakdown with him and we were both like, you know what, if I can just make it through two more weeks, it's going to get so much better. Just make it through that end point. A few days later, and I'm sorry, this story is long, but I think it will re be really poignant for a lot of moms that are listening. My client my primary client at this account, um, she was having her second child and she was having a C-section, a planned C-section. And it was the night before her C-section and we were on the phone at 9.30 PM. I had, but at that point, a few team members that we were able to hire that were working under me in my office. And she said to me, my C-section is at 9 AM tomorrow. I will be out of the OR by 11. I'll be available to check in on the new rough cuts of the TV commercials at that time. And I looked at my team, which was all young women working underneath me who were horrified. And I said, that's great, but I'm not calling you from like this point on, we're going to work with your team on this. And she said, no, 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 no. I, I need to see this. I want to see this. Like you need to include me. And I was like, nope, I'm, I'm not going to include you on those communications. And she said, no, like I am telling you, you need to include me. I want to be part of this. I will be out of the OR by 11. And I hung up and I went to my supervisor, um, who he was fabulous. It was a male and said, this just happened. This is not okay. Like, what are we telling our younger teammates? And he was horrified and he sat us all down and said, that is not our expectation. Now, just to color something else into the story, this same supervisor who was really amazing. My, you know, my mom, my husband have gotten to know him just because of what I went through while I was there. I had mentioned to him about a month and a half earlier, like I am struggling. I need to work from home on Fridays. I'm going to go see a therapist because he could see me going downhill and didn't know what helped me. And he actually said to me, if you need to go on medication for your anxiety, know that you're not alone. All the senior leadership here they all see therapists and we're all on medication to help us survive this work. 
And that was like really shocking to me. I was like, what am I getting myself into? Like, if we can't naturally survive this line of work, that's not okay. That's not okay. So again, long story short, I've had those conversations leading up to it. I then have the phone call with my client about her wanting to review and approve work two hours after having a C-section. Three days later, I wake up and I just looked at my husband and I said, I just can't go in. I just cannot go in. I was bawling. I didn't know what to do. I called my sister and ultimately we decided, like I was so sick to my stomach. This has never happened before. I just could not push through. The walls came caving in on me. Um, so I ended up calling HR and I said, I need to take a leave of absence. And it was the scariest moment of my life. I had never broken a rule, never followed through with a commitment before, but it was clear that it was just, I was well beyond my breaking point. And so I have to say they were great. I took two months of a leave of absence and then ultimately decided not to go back. Um, they did welcome me back, but I wanted different terms and they just couldn't necessarily create a job structure in that way. So decided to part ways from that. And I will be forever grateful for them because they were really supportive and held space for me. But what saddens me is that, um, and one of the reasons I'm now out on my own is as much as I've had really great bosses and I do believe that companies try, corporate America, agency life, it's just not built to support people's health and support people's lifestyles. It's at conflict and it's at odds with doing business um, and you know being competitive. And that's something that I'm really passionate about changing for moms because um, I just don't, or parents in general, dads too, because I just don't think it's sustainable. So um, that's a little bit about my journey. Um, I did go through a lot of therapy, um, a lot of, I worked with a career coach too. And I just have to say to people, if you feel like that wall is closing in on you, one, try to get out before it totally collapses. And two, don't be afraid to ask for help and be vocal about it because since going through that, I've now talked to so many people that have actually done the same um, and they've come out the other side so much stronger. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable. I know that, um, you know, I didn't even know some of those details. I knew most of it. And and I want to share with our listeners, like when Courtney says that she's not a rule breaker, like she is not a rule breaker and she doesn't say no. Like for instance, I would love Courtney's help with copywriting. And I know that I have to be very mindful of how I ask for it because I know that I have to be the one to take on that responsibility because Courtney like will not say no. Um, so that's it. I'm sure it took a lot to call to, into work and say that you needed to take a leave of absence. And I think that that's super brave and, um, and hopefully inspires a lot of other people because you're absolutely right. And we can do a whole episode on this and I want to, but just the ways that corporate America does not support being a mom uh, is, is, real. It's real. Like I joke all the time and it's not really a joke, but COVID was like one of the best things that happened to our family because mm -hmm. we were, my husband and I were both traveling for work. Uh, we had two nannies. We had a mom and a daughter team because we had more than nine hours um, that we needed our kid to be watched most days because it, because if I was traveling into Boston and he was traveling to New York city, which is where his office is, um, it was just like, we needed 
way we needed care essentially from the time he woke up until he went to bed. And some days I didn't even see him. And that's like not okay. And, and I'm, I'm scared because things are starting to go back to normal. And I, I don't know if companies will change for the long haul. Right. Um, I think even though results have been the same or better in some cases, I still think that there is a culture of hustling or like working really hard and like sacrificing your health, your family, your everything in order to like be the best at your job. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see how things will play out after COVID, you know, when things return back to normal, whatever that means. Yeah, but, I think um, you're right. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting. And I, I'm a little terrified to find out what it looks like, but well, my work actually, um, <laughs> they created a remote policy, which basically says that you should be in the office like two days a week and at least, and, um, our landlord we're in Boston so like parking is an issue and our landlord is like redoing the parking lot so like I I have like another excuse that I can't go in because there's nowhere to park so I'm very happy about that um but we'll see uh all right so that's all great love that um let's pivot and talk about some positive stuff right because now you have started your own business Um, and I want to talk about some of the things that I know are specific to you, which is something we talked about in, in your story about a career that wasn't working is boundaries and how have boundaries, boundaries been different in your own business? Because I know that that's something people who are thinking about entrepreneurship are wondering, right? Like, will I just be, will I be working less or will I be working all the time? Um, so how has that looked for you? So it's interesting. The first thing that I'm going to say is it's really important as an entrepreneur to go inward and really think about like what you have control over and what you don't. And the reason I say that is because when I was in corporate America, I always said, but I have to do this. I have to do this. So-and-so is going to be upset or my boss is going to call me out if I don't do this. Guess what? When I became an entrepreneur, I was putting the same pressure on myself. And I realized that it wasn't just the container I was in. It was also my mindset and my thoughts. And so I've had to do a lot of work and I've invested a lot in my mindset over the last year to recognize those thought patterns and stop them, or at least put them into perspective as they come up. The other thing that is different is, yes, I am working a lot. I don't know that I would say I'm working more than I was in my corporate roles because it's hard. You're not working a traditional nine to five. I'm working, you know, days that my children are in childcare and school, but then a lot of pockets, nights and weekends. And so it's hard to, you know, accumulate all of that. I will tell you it's on my mind all of the time. It's a little bit harder to break away from it than it was in my previous roles where it's like, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. And then when I'm off, I'm totally off here. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking like, I'll see something and I'll be like, that'd be a great idea. And I need to take up my notes on my phone and, and write it down. But the difference is it is so much more satisfying. And I feel like 
it's much more rewarding. And so as much as I'm putting energy out into the world by working, it's also fueling me. It's not depleting me in the same way that my previous Mm -hmm. job was because I feel like I'm able to do it on my own terms. I actually want to do the work and I can see the rewards and I'm closer to the return on investment, both for me and for my clients. So specifically I do brand strategy, marketing strategy, and copywriting. And I can see the actual impact I have both on my clients, um, mindset and approach to their business, but then also on gains that they're making in their business. And that is so gratifying. And I feel like was missing in a larger role. So boundaries are still a work in progress, but I do know that even if I'm putting in the same amount of work to me, I feel like I'm building something and investing in something instead of just clocking my hours in exchange for a paycheck. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I love that about, um, not feeling depleted and feeling like your work is filling you up because I certainly find that too. When I'm doing my corporate job, I feel a little, um, I wouldn't say depleted. Sometimes it fills me up, but sometimes it depletes me, but always when I'm doing something for myself, uh, for my own business, it feels like it fills me up, which is Mm -hmm. nice. It doesn't feel as much like work. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like. One tip for view, uh, for listeners too, is so Helen, who we chatted with on a previous podcast of Peterson virtual assistant, her and I were having a conversation last week, I think. And I was talking about a lot of things that I have in the works and I was putting these deadlines on myself, but I, I mean, I have a lot of things going on and also, you know, a baby who's not sleeping that much. And we were talking about a sleep deprivation and, you know, I know this, but she reminded me, she's like, you know, just because you're not doing it right now, doesn't mean you can't do it in three months or in six months. And we were talking about we bo- how we both have a lot of things we want to do and we don't need to do them right now. So if it's mm-hmm. going to sacrifice your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, um, your ability to, you know, get out and be social with people, especially as things are like opening up and you can see more friends and family, remember why you built the business and build the business that's going to support the lifestyle you want, as opposed to trying to build a business and then create the lifestyle you want later. Because the reality is, and what I'm learning in entrepreneurship is there's never an end to it. Your to-do list is always Mm -hmm. growing and you're always expanding and you're always up-leveling. So you might as well do that within a container that's supporting your lifestyle as you want it now, as opposed to waiting to some far off date that's never going to happen. Because the reality is we're just going to keep growing and putting more on our plate. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's a great, that's a great tip um, for everyone. It's totally true that the the to-do list never ends. Um, I try to make lists when I'm feeling organized and, uh, and it never ends. Um, <laughs> all right. So tell us what, so I think we've got a good idea uh, so far of like what your background was, right? And the fact that that background has now sort of overflowed into what you're doing on your own, right? You're still doing brand strategy. You're still passionate about that. So um, tell us what's next. So like when you think about the things like you were just saying that you want to do, what are those things and what can our listeners expect? Um, that's a great question. So actually one of the things that's what's next is this, this podcast, we, Danielle and I made it reality and I'm so excited. Um, I've had so many moms and friends along my journey that have been really inspirational and that, um, you know, I've seen their struggles, but also their successes. And I feel like 
it needs to be talked about more. And so I'm really excited to be connecting with other women and just being transparent and open about our stories, because I think that there's really a turning point in the way moms build careers um, and more moms entering the entrepreneurial field. And I hope that Danielle and I can help others out there. And so something that's been on my to-do list for a long time and that, you know, I call it a passion project, but it really is, you know, a passion of mine is helping others and connecting with others and um, just, you know, supporting others. And so I feel like I'm able to actually cross that off the list because one, we've started it, but two, I'm excited to see where this goes and how we can connect with and help other people. In terms of my business specifically, um, I've actually had um, a ton of great success in bringing on a number of clients and I'm continuing to get outreach and realizing that I don't want to turn those opportunities down, but I can't necessarily be the one to provide all of that support. So um, I'm surprised, but also um, delighted to say that I'm actually in the process of bringing on some people to work with me to contract out some work so that I can take on more clients from a strategy perspective and then build a team of people who can help me execute on that. So that is super exciting. And then um, I'm also for businesses that are just starting out and you know, understand and acknowledge the importance of brand strategy, but aren't necessarily at the point that they want to hire a brand strategist. I'm also working on a um, done with you course that allows people to have access to me and my frameworks, um, but kind of build it out on their own and then get input from me as they go. Because one of the things that I found really important in my journey is that I'm constantly learning. I'm always listening to a podcast or investing in a course or joining a summit. And that's been exciting as an entrepreneur that you don't have to know it all. You can still be learning, um, but that stuff can be expensive. And I really want there to be affordable options for business owners, but that give them real tangible, tactical solutions that big brands have used to be successful and that my clients are using to be successful and just making it more accessible for everybody. So that is something that's in the works to launch this summer. Um, again, we'll see how all of this goes, but as I've said before, one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is you can try things and you can fail, but you fail forward. And so I know that I'm helping people. It's just a matter of how can I do that better each time? And so I look forward to doing that for all of you. Awesome. Well, we look forward to that too. Yeah. So last question, and we, you know, that we ask everyone this, um, how are you, how have you found a better way? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, obviously, cause we ask it of people, but it's interesting when you ask it of other people and you have to think about it yourself. Um, this is going to be something that's really poignant and it's related to business, but I think it's related to life right now. So in the past, I've talked about like the importance of boundaries and I've talked about the importance of always learning, but I think how I want to end today's conversation is a better way to go about building your business and also just building a life you love is being open to different viewpoints. And I say that because something that I've noticed a lot, both in my work with clients, um, especially in the social media world um, and networking with people and just, you know, interacting with people outside of work is 
we're in a really polarized situation right now. And I think that we're always trying to feel like we're right or what we're doing in business is the right way. And when you're buying a program, you want it to be the way and the best way. And something that I've realized is everyone's right to some extent, everyone's beliefs, everyone's approach to work, um, everyone's approach to solving a problem, um, every way that people, you know, the various ways people show up to social media, it's right for them. And so I'm realizing that I had a lot of preconceived notions when I entered entrepreneurship and some of those have been knocked down. Um, some of those have been reinforced, but I also recognize that that's just my viewpoint. And so I think a better way is I really want this community to be able to be diverse and celebrate diverse viewpoints and know that we can all coexist and learn from one another. Even if, you know, some of the advice you take it, some of it you leave it, um, knowing that each person brings something valuable to the table and just because they might have a different viewpoint um, doesn't necessarily mean that um, they aren't worthy of connecting with or supporting or um, advocating for. So, um, I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but that's my better way of just <laughs> respecting each and every one of us and celebrating what everyone brings, regardless of, you know, their background or um, how they show up. Love that. Love that. And couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Courtney. Yeah. Thank you. I can't wait till you interview me. Oh, I know. Well, you went, I'll, I'll be nice because you went easy on me too. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to start thinking about my topics now. Hey, listeners, if you have any questions you want answered, <laughs> drop me a DM and I'll make sure to, uh, to pop that on Danielle in our next episode. <laughs> uh, at least we're having fun. Exactly. This was fun. Um, but thank you guys all for listening. And I hope you found this interesting. And as Danielle said, it is, um, I know it's maternal mental health awareness month. I think it might be mental health awareness month too. So if anyone has any questions about the story that I shared, certainly, um, drop me a note and I'm always happy to connect and, and share more and let you know about the support that I got. Cause it's really important. Thanks Courtney. Yeah. Thanks Danielle. Hi friends. It's Courtney here. I just wanted to drop in after this episode and let you know that, um, I really enjoyed my conversation with Danielle and I'm really glad she took it where she did. I wasn't expecting her to, so you'll notice that I have um, removed some references to um, partners that I've worked with in the past, more so because I just want to share that in the time when I was going through those really, really tough seasons, it felt like I didn't have a choice. I was kind of a victim of my circumstance. But since leaving my corporate and agency roles and going out on my own, I've actually learned that I have a lot more control over my reality than I previously led myself to believe. And so I want to clarify that the people I worked for and the teams I worked on were amazing. Every single job and every single manager and mentor that I've had, I should say for the most part, has really shaped who I am and given me the skills that I needed to be where I am today. And so if you are going through a rough patch, I want to let you know that sometimes it's more about the permission you give yourself than the permission of those around you. Additionally, I do think that many companies and agencies mean well. I don't think there are bad companies or teams. Instead, I think it's just the overwhelming pressures and stressful environments that can really drown out the good and that we all get lost in. So please know that... Um, 
the references that I made in today's podcast, I do so with love. Um, I made some of my best friends and mentors in those environments, um, and it's really given me the perspective that I was able to share with you today. So thanks, and I hope if you are going through a rough patch too, know that you can take steps today to change that for yourself. Don't wait on somebody else. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.